This is Packers Now. Kyle Rogers looking. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! Touchdown! Place for all your Packers news. Lost it over the left side into the end zone. Intercepted! Adrian Get the latest updates on the green and gold. Snap to Aaron Rodgers. Sets, fires, right side. Got Jordan Kelly at the 30. Touchdown! It's always Packers season at Packers Now. Right here, right now. I'm your host, Ben Krakowski, and wow, I still can't believe it. The Packers beat the undefeated at-home Dallas Cowboys after they have won 16 games in a row straight at home. The Packers came out and not just beat the Cowboys, but they whooped them from the get-go. Just an incredible entire team performance by the Packers. And guys, honestly, this might have been the most fun I've had watching the Packers ever. Except maybe the Super Bowl. But those are memories that are so faded at this point. I can barely even remember them. This was just awesome. And guys, literally everything we talked about in my previous episode, everything we talked about that needed to happen for us to win this game did. And the Packers... They did all of it, okay? And it's all started with the Packers winning the toss and taking the ball and getting an early lead. The Cowboys have an explosive, dangerous offense, and you cannot let that offense dictate terms. And you can't also let that defense at any point rush the passer and not have to worry about your run game because you're behind in the game points-wise. The Packers didn't let that happen by going out, scoring on the very first possession of the game, and not just a field goal, but a touchdown, which we knew we were going to have to do if we wanted to win this game. And the Packers weren't forced into many fourth-down uh, situations, but I think if they were, they would have been aggressive. Something the Packers have consistently done as of lately, and I love it, is they take the ball and they get out to an early lead in almost every game as of recently. They've had so much confidence in their offense, their plan, that they think they just think, you know what, we need to put even more pressure on the opposing team. Let's go out there, set the tone, let's dominate from the get-go, stay ahead this, this entire game. And that's exactly what happened here is the Packers drive down the field, a huge shot to Romeo Dobbs at one point on that drive. Packers were committed to the ground game, even though it didn't look great at the start against this lighter Dallas defense. And it truly was a dream come true. 12 pay, plays, 75 yards, eight minutes off the clock, and the Packers take the lead and really never look back. The next thing... We, one of the next things we talked about in our last podcast was, podcast was that we had to play to the refs. We knew that these refs allowed corners to play physical, and just a few drives later, Jair gets physical at the catch point, gets the interception, which puts the Packers in great field goal position, take the 14-0 lead after another big Dobbs catch and another Aaron Jones touchdown. Now, the next drive for the Cowboys was huge, and this was a big special teams win I wanted to mention because the Cowboys tried running the kick out. We made a great play. Cowboys started inside their own 15-yard line, and even though they had a solid drive, they went down the field like 40, 50 yards. Uh, a sack on third down put them at a fourth and 11, and it would have been a really deep field goal, so they had to punt instead because of the situation, and that's just because they started 10 yards, 15 yards back further than they're supposed to, and so that's this is why field position matters so much, and the Packers won the field position here in this instance. And 
The next big thing the Packers did so well that we talked about was they ran the ball. They committed to Aaron Jones getting the football. They ran the ball down the throat of this Cowboys defense on the next drive to go 93 yards. Jordan Love escapes the pocket, throws a dagger through traffic to hit Dontavian Wicks for the touchdown. The Packers got up to a score of 20-0. to zero. Um, Anders missed that extra point, which is a bummer. We don't want to see that, but luckily it didn't matter in this game. And then we talked about it. About it, it happened already, but the Packers had to win the turnover battle. And then out of nowhere, Darnell Savage drops down from his safety position on the next drive to take away the middle of the field in his robber role and picks off Dak Prescott, takes it to the house for a touchdown. And I was literally jumping up and down at this point. It was just awesome. I couldn't believe what I was seeing in front of my eyes. And that put the Packers up 27-0. Honestly, pretty much ending the game. The next drive was the final drive of the half by the Cowboys. And this drive really went the Packers' way. It kind of was felt like the refs were saying, oh, we feel bad for the Cowboys' drive. First terrible 15-yard horse collar on Quay Walker gives them 15 yards, automatic first down, and it just didn't happen. His arm was around the front of his shoulder pad. Um, and then the Cowboys drive down the field. Devondre drops an easy interception in the end zone later, which was a bummer, which should have ended that drive as well. Should have forced a a third interception in the first half on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys would have went in without scoring. And then finally on the last play where the Cowboys score a touchdown, I don't know if there's a left guard or left tackle. I can't remember right now. Jumped early, should have been called for a false start on the play. And then the Cowboys score a touchdown, which is just terrible refing and or terrible call by the refs missing that would have forced the Cowboys to kick the field goal rather than get a touchdown there. The Packers go in the half winning 20 to 7 to 7, but really it should have been 27 to 3 and just an incredible performance, entire team performance. In this second half, the Packers defense did kind of beat themselves up a little bit after an incredible start to the game. Kenny Clark has a face mask, which had he not, it would have forced the punt on the first drive, but instead resulted in a field goal for the Cowboys. But guys, it didn't even matter that the defense kind of fell short in the second half because this offense could not be stopped. It was another big catch by Dobbs, another Aaron Jones touchdown. And guys, this is pretty much the rest of the game. Defense lets the Cowboys score, but the Packers keep scoring themselves anyways. So it doesn't even matter. On the first seven drives of the game offensively, the Packers scored six touchdowns. We talked about this a ton, but Jordan Love had to play at a high level. Anytime the Cowboys faced a high-level quarterback, they lost this year, and that happened again in this game. Jordan Love finished the game just playing at an elite level. It was just a, it was an epic performance, probably one of the greatest performances I've ever seen at the quarterback position for the Packers, and that's saying a lot. Jordan Love had a perfect pass rating when he left the game, and the backups came in, but the defense was letting the Cowboys back in, and so the Packers had to go, starters had to go back out on the field. Jordan Love throws a pass to Tucker Craft. He drops it, which took away that record by Jordan Love to be the first QB ever to have a perfect passer rating going in a playoff game. And that's a that's kind of why I don't like passer rating. Um, if you you were to use PFF passing grades, they take those types of things into account and uh, like drops. And Love had an epic game. He had an elite game, according to Pro Football Focus. And those stats are evident there. And I think it's just a just the best way to measure, especially a quarterback's performance. Romeo Dobbs played a big role in this passing offense on Sunday. He also had an elite game, six catches, 151 yards. Aaron Jones had an elite game as well, 21 carries, 118 yards, averaging 5.6 yards per carry. Just another extremely efficient game from him as well. And when you have an offense that's this balanced, it's so hard to stop. 
And the Cowboys had a good defense and still allowed the Packers to score 48 points in this game, the most ever in Packers history offensively in the playoffs. Just another record. I just can't believe that was broken in this game. (laughs) This was a Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur clinic. And guys, I don't know if there's a better run in a better executed offense in the NFL right now. LaFleur is dialing up some special stuff. Like how is Dobbs open constantly in this game? And then Jordan Love bootleg to his left, then hits Musgrave down the right sideline. That was just awesome. This offense is so well run. It's so fun to watch right now. A big reason why this offense was run so well on Sunday is because Jordan Love didn't take any sacks in this game. In this game, he didn't take one sack. A big reason why was our offensive line didn't allow Micah Parsons to ruin this game as Parsons only had one pressure this the entire game after having double-digit pressures in every single playoff game he's played to this point. That's great ex- execution. That's a great game plan. But Jordan Love was still pressured in this game. But Jordan Love just calmly is able to create just a little bit more time with his subtle maneuvering of the pocket then his ability to make perfectly placed throws off platform, like as he's falling backward or across his body or at the sidearm, changing his arm slot, Jordan Love is taking place that half of NFL QBs would just get sacked on. Then most quarterbacks would end up throwing it away because they're unable to make that type of throw. But he takes it one step further by creating an explosive play on a play that should be a negative play, a, sh- a play that should be a win for a defense, he's creating explosive plays, making in- escaping pressure, making an incredible throw off platform. Only a few QBs can do that in the NFL. This was the fifth best offensive performance by any team in a game this season based on EPA per play. And that was a out of a total of 550 offensive performances. So fifth out of 550. That's an insane stat. Okay. And honestly... I said this in like week 11, but I said the Packers should pay Jordan Love right now after starting the season saying, we got to see what this is all about because I do not think Jordan Love is the guy because what I saw at that point was, wow, Jordan Love looks special and this is so, and he's so young, so inexperienced. This offense is so inexperienced and yet he looks so special. His talent, the things he's doing is are just unteachable the way he's playing the quarterback position is just unteachable and it's really incredible play and the way Jordan Love is currently playing and if things continue to look this way next week and they win like heck go to the NFC championship game Jordan Love is going to get paid not 40 million a year he's going to get paid 50 million a year and that's insane okay and you had the opportunity to sign him for $40 million in week 11. So, ugh, like, I'm a little nervous financially, but obviously this is the best thing you could ask for. And then while our defense allowed the Cowboys to come back in the second half, it was a still a pretty insurmountable number to come back from. And our defense made stops and made big plays when it mattered early on in the game, and I'm so proud of that from them. The Packers had three big sacks in this game, which – played a huge role in ending drives to the Cowboys. Even though our pass rush really wasn't very good in this game, it was our pass coverage that was insane. It felt like everything was covered up for most of this game. Huge games from Nixon, Savage, Jair. And guys, if our defense can cause a turnover, if they can do enough schematically to get a few big stops, especially early on in games, to help our team take an early lead, guys, anything is possible. With the way our offense is playing right now, 
and this was with Christian Watson and Luke Musgrave back in the lineup. Awesome. But Musgrave played 15 snaps. Watson played 23 snaps. This is their ramp-up week. Next week, we will have even more options as both these guys will get more fully plugged back into the offense. And seriously, when you have an offense playing this good, anything is possible, especially when your quarterback is as hot as Jordan Love is right now. He's the best quarterback in the NFL since week nine. Guys, think about the Super Bowl runs that teams have had. They've always been, like in the last 15 years, they, every year, it's almost always the team, the quarterback playing the best football. Think about Stafford's playoff run with the Rams. Rodgers' best four games in a row were probably his Super Bowl. Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco even had an incredible stretch as well to win his Super Bowl. Eli did it twice, even though those last two, Joe Flacco and Eli, aren't even that good of quarterbacks over the course of their career, but they had two or three incredible playoff runs to w- help them win Super Bowls. And if you have the hottest QB in the NFL, the sky's the limit. And that's the case for the Packers right now. And we just beat what I consider a probably a tier two team, but honestly at home, they're a tier one team. Really to me, there's only two tier one teams in the NFL, the Ravens and the 49ers and the Packers. If they want to keep going, we'll have to beat one of those two in the 49ers next week. The Packers Achilles heel for sure is that 49ers team, but I don't know if a Packers team has ever been this hot going into the playoffs. And I'm excited for this game next Saturday night. And just remember this, the Packers aren't supposed to be here right now, but they are. And they're making the most of this. Even if the Packers were to lose next Saturday, Saturday, this is so exciting. And with all of our young talent, finding a franchise quarterback, going in the offseason, everybody's going to be putting their bats on the Packers, understandably. And we have some of the most assets going into this offseason. With the amount of draft capital we'll have, a first-round pick, two seconds, two thirds, there's a lot of potential with what the Packers will be able to do with all that draft capital to make this team even better going into the 2024 season. But this season isn't over yet, and we'll be breaking down exactly what we'll have to do if we want to beat the 49ers on Saturday. That podcast will most likely come out Thursday evening, just so we have an accurate injury report, and I just have enough time to gather all the data. I need to give you guys an accurate report. But guys, this team is young. They have all the belief in the world that they can beat anybody right now. So don't be afraid of what might might happen when playing the 49ers, our Achilles heel. But think about about the potential to do something special just like what happened on Sunday night against the Cowboys because I really think that is possible. So that's all we have today, folks. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.